You're listening to the Scale to Grow podcast, where we help service-based business owners to take the guesswork out of scaling and growing their business so they can pursue their passions. My name is Shauna, and I'm a business mentor to coaches and creatives, and I help them to get out of the day-to-day and focus on scaling and growing their business to the next level. I sit down with business owners to talk about their experiences, the lessons they've learned, and share tips and strategies on how you can build your business without the overwhelm. So hello, hello, and welcome to the Scale to Grow podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I've been meaning to touch on since last year and never got around to it and wanted to make sure that I put this out there because I know a lot of you coaches are out there out in full force, ready to sell your offer, to share your expertise and really to make that impact out there. And while you're busy doing all of that, I know there is a lot of the what the fuck moments that are coming up and I know how you feel. Totally get it. So here's the thing. When you start out, there's always this bliss, right? The the bliss at the beginning and the momentary what the fuck at the end, right? And that's usually what follows. And I think a lot of this is because of the lie. And I call it the lie. And the lie, the lie that is out there is that you can go and make a ton of money as a coach. And I'm not saying that's not true. Because there are a lot of opportunities out there. I'm, I'm, I could tell you that there's a lot of opportunities out there. And what I'm talking about is the math that they share with you when you do these coaching training. The one that they say that you can make $100 minimum per session and you could charge a package of 3K and above and the money will go right into your account and clients will be flocking to you because you're certified, right? I'm certified. I've gone through the training. I've heard the spiel. I've listened to other coaches and they mean well. But the reality is most coaches don't make more than six figures. A lot of them don't. Many make under six figures. And in most cases, they're still somewhere in the mid five figures. And this is based on my experience and just a few research that I've done over time. And the reason for this is there is that initial shell shock of coming into the industry and not realizing how many directions you will need to go in order to make the money that you want because there's this misconception that if you are certified and you know you are one of the few that's out there that you know there are a lot of fakers out there but you're the real deal that it's automatically going to get you clients and a lot of times it's mainly because they are trapped in that cycle that clients are just going to flock to them, right? And this is what causes a lot of coaches to not have a very successful business. So I know that this is a huge topic and there are many layers to this. And I think the first thing I'm going to say is that as a coach and myself who's been through these trainings, you are going to need a bit more than just that. And I wish there was a bit more transparency around that. And I know some of the the trainings are getting better. They're actually trying to upsell you on a business coaching. But the reality is it's not going to be a one and done, right? Because you will need more skill sets and you will need to develop them in order to really get good at the business of coaching. So everybody's experience is going to be unique. And I wanted to touch on just four of them 
because I think it's super important for you to zoom into it. And if you are making those kind of mistakes to really become more aware of it, so then you can stop it. So mistake number one, trying to be everyone's coach. If I can tell you how many times I've heard the phrase, I can coach anyone. I don't know. I'll probably be filthy, stinking rich by now. I don't know. I hear it a lot. I hear it a lot. And I tend to hear it from new coaches, people who are still kind of in that employee type mindset. I think a lot of that and any situation that's out there. Sure, you can probably apply coaching foundations because I think coaching foundations, the training of coaching and the process of coaching can be applied to practically anything. It's really just a toolkit in how you view things. So I think it can be applied. But when you are running a business, you can't afford to be coaching everyone. It's just not going to be feasible. And I think it's important for you to understand that that's the reality. You cannot coach everyone. It's just not going to be a thing. Because here's the thing, you're more likely going to be burnt out before you get to the 7 billion people that's in the world, right? So let's be honest. You're not going to catch more fish by casting a wider net on this one. You're more likely going to burn out faster. So instead of hiring a life coach, most people are looking for mindset coach or relationship coach or divorce coach because they want the expertise, right? So if it sounds familiar, then it's probably an area that you really need to look at in your business right now. So you're not buying yourself a ticket to the burnout highway and just spend the time to figure out your niche and then find your ideal client and then market to them. Because a coach really for everyone is really not going to help anybody. And I want you to get really clear on that. So mistake number two, not setting boundaries. So this is an interesting one. And I'm not talking about the boundaries where you're working directly with a client because, you know, as a coach, you're supposed to have certain kinds of boundaries with your clients around the coaching space and just different ethics around coaching. So I want you to be very clear that that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm talking about is the boundaries around your energy and what you're doing in your business and just your personal time versus your professional time, right? And this really affects how you show up in your business and affects how you show up for your clients ultimately. And I think a couple of years ago, there was this acronym that they used to share with us when we did training was, it was called the HALT. And it was, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely or are you tired? And I think they wanted to make sure that if you're going through something and any of like your hierarchy of needs are being affected, that you're able to do a pulse check to see, are you in a good place to coach? And I think this was very important and I still think it's very important because you need to be able to do somewhat of a pulse check when you're in your business to see, did I set up the right boundaries? And when we talk about boundaries, I want you to ask yourself the question, do I even have one? Do I even know what boundary is? Because boundaries are really there to protect your energy and set the expectations with your clients. So what do I mean by that? 
I want you to think of yourself as an in-demand coach versus an on-demand coach. So not everybody should be filling up your calendars. And I see that a lot where when I talk to a coach, I'm like, okay, well, are you doing more pro bono? Why are you doing more pro bono? Well, you know, I was in this pair coaching or I was doing this thing. There are ways that you can optimize your time and you can seek partnerships, but you really got to maximize that. It cannot be filling up your, your calendars with things that don't serve you or be scrolling through the Husky groups on Facebook, right? I'm guilty for that because I, I, they're, they're sometimes funny too. But I'm just saying you have to do that in moderation somehow. If you are struggling with boundaries, I want you to think about what the boundaries mean for you. What are the times that you need to corner off and block and protect that is sacred to you? Because it has to not just be times that you are serving clients, but it's also times that you that you are going to be at your best. So I'll give you an example. For me, in the mornings, especially certain days of the week, I do not do client work. That's very important because those are days that I work on my business. Those are days that I respond to certain kind of programming work that I need to do, or I do my virtual chats during that time. So no client works during that time. So if a client calls and says, I need more time to connect with you, to talk to you about something, that's no go. Sometimes I do make exceptions if there's a little bit of an SOS, but those are cornered sacred time. The other piece is time for yourself, the time that you are peak, you need to be able to corner that off. So you really need to understand, okay, well, what are some of the areas that I need to set expectations very early and consistently? Because sometimes people forget, especially when you're in a coaching relationship and you need to say no and let go of the guilt. When we're talking about boundaries, and this is where I don't want to go off in a rabbit hole on it because those are some of the things that are going to make a difference. So I'm going to jump into number three. Number three comes as a result of the first two. And sometimes there's other factors to that too, but it usually is definitely a causation of the correlation of the first two. Stretching or spreading yourself too thin. And I see a lot of that happening because people are not building businesses that they're good at. They're building businesses that everybody keeps saying that they need to have. So what do I mean by that? Online is so noisy. And if you talk to a bunch of people, they're going to tell you, oh, you should do this. You should do that. There's so many things that you should do. And at the end of the day, trying to do everything beyond every platform, implementing every tactic is just not going to be feasible for you either. You're going to run out of steam. Not because you should do it doesn't mean you need to do it. And I get it. You need to market your business, right? And if you feel the urge that you do need to be on every platform, you're not alone. We all feel that. I feel that. But you have to think as a business owner, is this going to serve the purpose for your business? Are you going to get the most value out of this by doing it this way? I feel like everybody goes through this process, but it really is. And it keeps going back to understanding where your clients are hanging out. Because once you do that, you'll be able to show up where you need to be. But what I see is the commitment that's out there is that I'm just going to go out there and be busy. Because if I'm busy, it means that I'll get 
couple steps forward and whatever, but being busy isn't productive. And if you're experiencing that, you know what I mean. Scrolling through socials, liking, leaving random comments, it might get you visibility, but it's not productive work. You need to be able to tie that back to a strategy. Where is this going? Where is this all going? Is it going to be intentional? Um, what happens when that person reaches back? What am I going to eat? It needs to be all part of an intentional action. So I get it. You need to do some of this stuff, but you don't have to do this stuff. So it's better for you to just find your tribe, build your community, master it, and move on to something new because there's just way too much noise out there. Everybody's going to tell you what to do. I'm even saying what you should do, but I'd want you to really take that step back and look at things from your lens and see what makes sense. Because if you're trying to chase an algorithm, and saying yes to events or consuming more programs. And oh my God, this is a biggie. I'm going to have to do a podcast on this. But consuming more program instead of just doing, it perpetuates the cycle of busy. So spreading yourself too thin (laughs) ultimately affects your time and your ability to deliver. Find one platform, master it, and then bring your clients there, nurture them, and focus on serving your audience at a time. As you gain more experience, you're going to see that less is more. Trust me, you're going to see that. The fourth mistake is one that I want you to really think about because, like I said, the other three kind of ties all back together. But the fourth mistake is not investing in yourself. And I know there's a lot of stuff going out there about you need to invest in another coach, right? And, you know, you have the cycle of a coach, coach, and a coach. I get it. A lot of some of this stuff has been tainted, but the ultimate premise behind this came from a very good place because you need to actually have the investment in yourself because you need to understand your blind spots and you need to understand the areas in your business that you need to develop in so that you can target those areas so that you can grow your business. And Everybody has their fair share of head trash. I do. I have a ton of head trash. Oh my God. Like uh, at one point I was thinking there can't possibly be anything else, but there is. So we all have our fair share of head trash, right? So you really got to think about your own mental health, your own mindset, your wellness, and how you can use those areas to help you develop because the areas that you become more insecure in are the areas that you're probably not going to show up confidently in. And those are the areas that you really need to come up with some form of strategy or solution in order to get better at. And this is ultimately you stepping out there, becoming more aware, identifying the area you're probably going to need some support and then asking for help. So in my opinion, personal growth and development is just not optional when you're doing a business. And I get it. Sometimes you might not have the funds to make this possible, but as a coach, your biggest asset in your business is going to be you. Your expertise is your revenue generator. So if you are off, chances are your revenues are going to be off too. I want you to really internalize that, think about that, and I hope you found this helpful. And if you are making some of these mistakes, I want you to really take that step back and do some reflection and see how you can make the changes that you need so that you can grow a successful coaching business. 
Thank you for listening to the Scale to Grow podcast. If you would like to know more about how we can help you to take the guesswork out of your business, visit us at www.concaveservices.com. 